Good morning and welcome back to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. I'm your host Ray Dove with Remax Eastside Brokers Inc. here in the Bellevue, Seattle, Washington area. I thought this week we would uh, bring in a guest speaker, uh, one of the lenders here in the greater Seattle area. She's been a, a lender, broker, mortgage broker since in the 1980s, so she's well versed in mortgage lending. Thought it'd be a great idea for her to bring us up to speed of what's going on with the interest rates, what kind of different programs are available to accommodate buyers and what they're trying to accomplish. So with that said, I'm going to uh, welcome Lori Osmus. She's with First Washington, Washington First Mortgage, excuse me, Washington First Mortgage. So good morning, Lori. Good morning, everybody. Lori Osmus with Washington First Mortgage, NMLS number 116156. And um, the, the good news is interest rates are supposed to decline in 2024. Well, that's what that's what they say. Do, do you see any trends in that with regards? Because I know you follow the bond markets, which most of us as a, a average consumer doesn't ha understand the correlation between bond markets and mortgage rates or the prime rate versus mortgage rates. Maybe you can share with the audience how does that kind of work without getting into too many details? Okay, prime rate is the short-term interest rate between the banks and doesn't really affect the mortgage rates directly. And that's supposed to go down at least three times this year. Um, by in, They usually go down in quarter percent increments. And the first one's supposed to go down in March. But the trickle-down effect, it does, it does trickle down to mortgage rates eventually. Um, and <clears throat> the mortgage rate has gone down about a full percentage point it was, it was around 8% a month and a half ago, and now it's around 7% right now, uh, a little under 7% right now. Um, and the bond market was under 4% a week ago, and now it's back up over 4%. If the bond market's going up, the interest rates tend to ease up, go up a little bit. So the bond market's been going up, so interest rates kind of back up I thought bit. that used to be uh, if you followed the 10-year bond market that the bonds were up rates would come down if the bonds were down interest rates would go up is that true or no and bonds are down interest rates should go down okay so that I had I, I had it reversed but I know that they're talking they're speculating because I, I, I read a lot of reviews and and I listen to a few uh, podcasts on the projection of what the Fed may or may not do and you know I, I personally think interest rates are going to level off right below six percent at some point I don't think we're ever going to see three percent again nor should we expect that but I think uh, a good place for the interest rates to probably go down to and stay down would be the mid fives or the high fives but that may take two or three quarters into the year before that happens because there's still some fear by the Fed uh, on inflation and as long as we uh, don't get that in control then the Fed's going to stay where they're at um, and the speculation is they're not going to raise rates but it may be a while before lower rates so let's say the rates stay the same as to where they're at now let's say you know in the mid sixes to the sevens before you calculate an annual percentage rate so with that said the have the have the lenders like yourself and let me clarify for the audience she's a mortgage broker so what that means is a reminder if you went to chase bank jp morgan chase and wanted a home loan you'd sit down and meet with one of their 
home mortgage reps and they'd give you what programs Chase offers. And if you don't fit any of those programs, then you have to take all that information uh, and go to, you know, maybe Wells Fargo and then sit down and run a credit report again and go through and see all their programs that they have at uh, Wells Fargo. And if you don't fit that any of their programs, then you got to pack up again and go to Bank of America. Then you got to run another credit report. And then you have to give them all the information. And then they'll give you their programs. And if you don't fit in, then you know here you are again. You run three credit reports. You're getting frustrated. You're like you don't don't know where to turn. And so I've always advocated that you go see a mortgage broker because what she does. She takes, runs one credit report, takes all your information, and then she goes and tries to find the best program for you under your circumstances. And she'll, she'll, lack of a better word, shop what you need to all those lenders. She'll shop at the Bank of America. She'll shop at the to Chase, to Wells Fargo, to uh, institutional lenders to find a program that works for you, not only in interest rate, but in term and fees that will best suit you. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. Am I correct in all that, Lori? Yes, that's correct. <clears throat> I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> so so with that said, are there any programs out there right now that are new to the marketplace that weren't around last year or the year before? Any new programs? Well, one of the tricks uh, a lot of sellers are doing right now is called the 2-1 buy-down, which is uh, buying the interest rate down. Uh, it's kind of like subsidizing the interest rate for the client. So, for example, if the interest rate right now is at 6.75, the seller is offering the first year at a 4.75, and then the second year at 5.75 interest rate. And basically what they're doing is they're paying the difference between 4.75 for the first year and 6.75. So you, uh, let's say your payment at 6.75 is $1,000 a month, um, and the payment at 4.75 is $1,500 a month, so the difference is $500. So the seller kicks in that $500 difference. So you pay your $1,500, the seller pays the extra 500 to make it 2000 that first year. So that's called a subsidizing your payment. So um, it's kind of cool because you can you get the advantage of paying the lower payment for the first year. Um, the seller just puts that money in an escrow account. So every time you make your $1,500 payment, that $500 kicks in to make it your full payment. And uh, that's just, it's kind of a trick. People have been um, using that all the last, yeah, all last year and the year before to keep their payments low. Are they qualified based upon the first year payment, or are they qualified on what the payments will be in year three or four? Uh, year three or four, and the fully, the fully, the six point oh, seven. Are. So they still have to qualify yeah. for that. So, yes, because it's it's not an adjustable rate mortgage because it is a fixed rate mortgage because you you end up at six point seven five for the rest of the loan for the whole thirty years. Um, so it doesn't adjust any higher than that. So that's why I have to qualify at the at the okay. maximum rate. And you do FHA. Uh, loans too, and that's in, uh, for those that don't know. An FHA loan is an insured loan, and what that means is they're not insuring the loan in your behalf; they're insuring the loan against default. So if you were to default in your FHA mortgage, and that insurance would kick in, it would protect the lender because they're the one that made the loan, and so that insurance in there would 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 make the lender whole, not the homeowner. And then there's VA guaranteed, and that's the same thing except that the loan is guaranteed 
by the VA, i.e. the government, if the event were to default, so therefore the lender would be made whole on a VA loan. So that's why on FHA VA, they take a little bit more scrutiny in terms of looking at the asset and looking at the borrower, but at the same time, they're very, very more open to qualifications because they look at different parameters as opposed to just gross income. They look at the gross income you make, the net income after taxes and, and, and dues and things like that, and then they even break it out a little bit more in terms of your homeowner dues if you're in a condo, uh, your, your living, what, what are you spending money on, long-term debt. They look at everything, uh, especially on VA, because if you're a vet, if you qualify income-wise and under how they calculate it all, you could, depending upon your eligibility status, could buy a home up to a certain level of 0% down. Yes, absolutely. So, and FHA's got programs out there where you can get in for as low as, I think, 3.5% down. That's correct. Yeah. All right. So there, so there's 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 vehicles out there. Uh, you have to be a, a veteran in good standing in order to use the VA benefits. And if you use the VA benefits before, and you sold the property, and that VA uh, loan was paid off in full, meaning that a non-vet took over that loan, you could use your VA benefits again. So check mm-hmm. in to see if you uh, your DD two fourteen states and and see how much of, um, of that VA benefit is still available to you to use again. And I know certain marketplaces uh, use VA a lot more than other marketplaces. It all depends upon whether you're, you know, what, what part of the town, per se, that you might live in where that might apply and might help you. But I know a lot of high net worth people, doctors, dentists, lawyers that were vets, they tend to use that loan as a vehicle in which to purchase their their primary residence. Agreed? They sure do. And there's another uh, amazing program called USDA, and that is... So tell, expand again, if you would, Lori, what's this new VA or this other type of program that works for veterans or non-veterans? Oh, okay. This one's for non-veterans. It's called USDA. Basically, anything east of Highway 9 is also zero down, so, and you do not have to be a veteran for it. And uh, it's got pretty reasonable mortgage insurance, so the lender is insured as well on this program. But you can get a home with zero down. And uh, it's, ru- it's rural property, so it's, they're trying to develop outer areas. Um, that's why it's, it's kind of out there. But, uh, but it's cool because you can get into a home for zero down and... and relatively cheap closing costs and stuff like that. And so, you I've got others of, so you set off a of Highway 9. For those of you that maybe are in Bellevue, Seattle, haven't been out towards Highway 9, Highway 9 uh, picks up right about Woodenville, and then goes north, and you go east of there, and it takes you into Clearview to Maltby, Monroe, Granite Falls, Lake Stevens, those kind of areas. But that program also has income limitations, too, and family size limitations, does it not? It does. Yep. All the zero down programs do. Um, a lot of the first time home buyer programs have uh, income limitations and, and things like that. So I just encourage people to apply and then I can fit you into the program that you qualify for. Yeah, for sure. So what are you seeing? And I mean, granted, we're two weeks into the new year. Uh, you know, inventory is way low in the month of December. And of course, no inventory, the sales lag. And we're down again to barely over a month's worth of inventory in King and Snohomish counties. 
uh, almost frightening because you look at there's between the two counties there's like 3.5 3.6 million households people in the state and of course that takes in I'm sure kids but with that said houses and condos on the market at the end of December in King and Snohomish County is, is under 3,000 properties on the market wow it's very yeah. low and so so good properties will sell quickly and others will sit there and languish so what are you are you seeing an uptick and I'm asking this question from a buyer's perspective because I think a lot of buyers still are sitting on the sidelines not sure if they can really qualify for a mortgage or afford the mortgage because they're translating three percent six percent that's double the payment you know whatever however they're doing their math in their head and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that i remember many years ago when we were at 10 percent, people were like okay well the house payments could be one percent of the purchase price we can't afford it then when we sat down and talked to them put them in front of a lender come to find out that they could afford it and it was within their budget and of course then you know property sold so with that said the uh, are you seeing uh, a, an uptick in loan application because I somehow I get a sense that there's there's buyers floating around there's home selling there's been more activity online that I can see with buyers looking more so than I've seen in the last six months mm-hmm. uh, I mean I'm working with some buyers you know that buying a VA a home down in Pierce County and of course there's no inventory to show them but the uh, but in that general market area in the last six months several homes have sold in the last six months nothing like it used to be so what are you seeing right now going into the first year are you seeing more loan application are you seeing any pr- more pre-approvals what do you see well I yeah I, I got a surge of applications um, the, the first part of January, it did, it has kind of slowed down a little bit, um, but I think it's going to be a good year. There's people out there that need homes for sure, and um, and I know there's also a lot of people waiting for rates to come down. Which I I feel like if you do that, if you wait because you want the rates waiting for the rates to come down, I think that's going to cause. I, I think that's not a. I think that's a bad idea because. Everybody, there's a lot of people waiting for the rates to come down, and, and that's going to cause a bunch of people to go, to go out looking for the homes, and then it's going to cause multiple offers. You'll have to waive everything to buy the house. <laughs> a couple of years ago, we had to waive inspections, appraisals, approval, um, financing to get the house. And, you know, I, I would encourage people to apply. If you think you can't afford it, go ahead and just apply just to see, just to get ready. I can counsel you on, on ways to... Um, like maybe pay off some debt and do a lesser down payment to to get your home to get approved for your home loan. Um, I'm very creative, you know, just just to get the house because you can always refinance it later to lower the payment later. Because if you get into those bidding wars when the rates come down, that's that's, that's no fun. It's it's way better to pay a higher interest rate than fifty thousand dollars like over an asking price. Right, um, and I would agree, but then again, you know, we're salespeople, and people are say, yeah, you just want to hurry up, get a deal done, get paid, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I hear that rhetoric all the time, but, you know, I would agree. I mean, I think with the limited inventory that we have, and I think that limited inventory is going to continue throughout the year, and it isn't unique to just Seattle. It's all over the country. There's no inventory. And the uh, if the rates drop below 6%, 
I think there's going to be a mad dash of people into the marketplace to buy, and with the limited inventory, we're going to be right back to multiple offers. And I think the same people that are waiting for interest rates to come down are the same people sitting there thinking that the market's going to come down 20, 30 percent. And what's what's interesting is the last year, home prices have still gone up five to eight percent. So, which is far better than 20, 30 percent. So. They haven't gone back to values of three years ago. They're still going up, and in certain markets, they're going up more than 8%, and other markets, they're, they're closer to 1% to 2%. But the fact is, home prices are still going up. And so I find it interesting that the average buyer was willing to pay $50,000, dollars $400,000 over the asking price two years ago. Right, exactly. And, I know. It's, it's because crazy. they want 3% interest rate, and yet the, you put that money out, and you don't get any tax benefits from it. Whereas here, you buy a home, and you, in, in most cases, you could probably get a home and get the seller to, to come off their asking price and maybe help you with some closing cost assistance, and you're paying a little bit more in interest, or, and it, you don't have to come out of pocket and of $100,000, $200,000 to buy the home. I mean, so to me, the benefit is buy now, with the higher interest rate and you're not paying too much for the house and then the other thing like you said waiving inspections and stuff that you know, there's several people that aren't happy that they bought a home to waive the building inspection only to find out they have a problem on their hands yeah exactly you know? right and then right now too you can get the seller to subsidize your payments a little bit so that you don't you don't feel the pain of the higher interest rates because sellers need to sell right now sometimes and so you know you can you know, make some deals right now, whereas when the rates come down, you're not going to be able to make make any deals. Yeah, That's no, right. I agree. So, I mean, but do you agree or not, or do you think the Fed? I mean, what what from from your side of the ledger behind the scenes is the discussion that the Feds are going to relax interest rates by the second quarter, or are they look at still because what I hear is third, possibly the fourth quarter, depending upon what inflation does. Depending on inflation, um, the first one, the first reduction is supposed to be March, depending on inflation. That's the first one I heard is this March, this coming March. But who knows, you know. Yeah, well, I'm, we, working, I'm working with major uh, home builders. They're looking for land still because they're in the business where they buy a piece of property today and it, they're probably not going to be able to take anything to market for three, four years. So they're, they're speculating what the market might be like three, four years from now, because that's how long it takes to buy it and take it through the plat approval process. And it's not an easy process to get yeah. a piece of property platted and approved by the city or the county. It's it's not like buy today and, and you're building tomorrow. Maybe in other parts of the country, it might take less than a year, but not in King as the Homish counties. I mean, it's a long, long process, and it takes a lot of time, energy, and money to get that through. And that's you know, and all those costs end up translating into the final cost of the product. So, uh, all right. Well, let's do this. Uh, why don't you? Uh, uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? And, and I would encourage you as a, as a home buyer is at least reach out to Lori. You don't have to do an application immediately. In fact, I wouldn't encourage it unless you're ready to start a serious house hunting journey. Then at that time, I would get pre-approved credit, income, asset verification, because 
all sellers are going to, why would they take their home off the market if they don't know if you have the ability to get financing? And not just, you talk to somebody, someone said, yeah, based upon what you told me, you can afford to do this. That if, if someone brought an offer into one of my sellers and that's what they said, I would encourage my seller not to take the offer until we knew that we're dealing with someone that truly had the ability to get financing. But if you want to at least have the conversation with Lori and chat with her about the, what your situation is, are there programs that are available to you? And if they are, you're ready to go start the house hunting journey, she would be able to best coach you through that. And as a reminder, uh, remember when you go meet with a real estate agent, talk to them on the phone and you decide you want to work with them, which you're going to do so, you know, after a conversation or after meeting them once, or maybe go out and look at a few homes at first, you are going to be required to sign a buyer broker services agreement with that real estate agent. It's a state law. It's mandatory. All real estate agents have to ask you and sit down and you have to enter into either an exclusive or non-exclusive relationship with that real estate agent. Now, there's no getting around it. I've had a few uh, home builders think, well, we it doesn't matter to us because we're commercial. You know, vacant land that's zoned residential is residential. Commercial property is different at the moment, but that's going to change too. But right now, if you are... Is a, a, a builder, small builder, large builder, and you want an agent to help you find property, state law says within a reasonable amount of time, as soon as you start getting services from a real estate broker, you have to sign this buyer broker services agreement. There's no getting around it. So once you meet with Lori or chat with Lori and you decide you want to get pre-approved, sit down with your real estate agent, address that, the disclosures and the agreement, how you're going to handle that so that you can move forward and hopefully be in a position when the right property comes up to be in a good position to make an offer. We are seeing a few multiple offers on certain properties, but by and large, most properties are not getting multiple offers as soon as they hit the market. In fact, I'd say 99.9% .9 of them do not get multiple offers today. That could be different 30, 60 days from now. So what's the best way for someone to reach you, Lori, so they can start the conversation with you? What's your, what's your cell number? Okay, best way, you can call or text me at 425-466-7517. And your email address? So that is Lori, A-L-A-U-R-I-E-A at W-F, like Frank, M, like Mary, T, like Tom, G, like Goat, dot com. Perfect. And if... If you want to chat with me for a moment and uh, get you connected uh, with Lori, certainly you're welcome to call me or text me at 425-681-8630. My email address is raydovremax, that's R-A-Y-D-O-V-E-R-E-M-A-X at gmail.com. So thanks for listening. And Lori, thanks for uh, chatting with us a little bit about uh, what opportunities are out there and what the trend appears to be looking like uh, for uh, home mortgages. So I appreciate your time this morning. And for you, my listeners, uh, thank you again. And I hope everyone has a great 2024. This is Ray Dove with Real Estate, keeping it simple. Thanks for listening.